We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast post-game edition. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. And the Thunder have lost in South Beach to the Miami Heat, 118-90. The Heat win this one going away. The Thunder made it close in the second half, and then the lead just slipped and spiraled. Uh, Thunder end up playing you know, all of the bench guys at the end. So we're not going to spend too long on this one, guys. We have another, We dropped a podcast for you last night on Sunday night slash Monday morning. We have another one coming Wednesday night when the Thunder visit the New Orleans Pelicans. So we'll touch on some of the highlights here with this Miami Heat game uh, and then transition over and move on. So again, the Thunder lose to the Miami Heat, 118-90. to The end of the first quarter, Score was deadlocked, 26 apiece. The Thunder started the game down about 6-0, I think it got to 8-2. to And the Miami Heat were getting everything inside. It was all layups. But then that quickly changed as the Heat just started drilling from three-point line. And the Thunder just could not keep up. Uh, the Thunder made three less three-pointers than the Heat on the night although they took 14 more three-point attempts. Oklahoma City, 27% from three, where the Miami Heat shot 47%. The Heat, uh, no pun intended, just scorched the nets tonight, made it really hard for the Thunder to be competitive. Um, And, you know, from most of those, from your your typical contributors, I mean, Duncan Robinson, four of 10 from three. Kelly Olenek, five of seven, which is insane. Tyler Hero, only one of five. Avery Bradley was 2 of 2. Andre Iguodala was 3 of 4. That three-point shooting really killed the Thunder. Uh, The Thunder go into half down by 14 after an ugly second quarter where they got outscored 23 to 37, but then come out of halftime and really made a push and really looked good and got it to within two or four points before Miami just kind of put their foot on the gas and left Oklahoma City in the dust. The third quarter was a 28-17 to quarter. Not good at all. Um, 
and at that point, the the starters really never had to come back in. Uh, it was a night for them to to play a few less minutes and get some of the guys farther down on the bench some burn. Uh, no player tonight plays over 30 minutes. Shea with the most minutes at 28, followed by Baisley at 26, Lou at 24. Then you're looking at Roby with 24, uh, the two vets in Horford and Hill at 21, uh, and on and on we go. So not great from the Thunder tonight, but it helps with the tank, right? I mean, we don't want to see these blowouts. I don't think anybody, even the the front office who is planning on tanking, doesn't want blowouts. But it's not the worst thing in the world. Thunder dropped to 2-4 and four, uh, on the season. That puts them in 7th. In the league, uh, if you go to tankathon.com, the Thunder are currently slated to make the seventh overall selection uh, and the tenth overall selection that they are getting from the Houston Rockets, who are now two and three as well. Uh, Thunder are two and four, so uh, the Thunder currently looking at two top ten picks. You got to hope that that trend continues, and that's where they end up at the end of the season, making two top ten picks. But let's get to some of the positives. We we know there's enough negatives in this game. They got their asses kicked. They lost by almost thirty. Uh, not a lot of stuff was going their way. Let's look at some positives, though. I want to start with Darius Baisley, who for the second night in a row had a really, really good game. Bays had 16 points on only 10 shots. He was 3 of 5 from 3, had 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Bays looked really good. And maybe the most interesting thing about him tonight, well, no, we won't go there yet. We'll we'll start with the offense, Okay. The offense looks good. Bays looks a lot more confident. Uh, he's confident handling the ball. We saw early on in the game he had that steal where he got in the passing lane, took it full court, hit a Euro step to get past Jimmy Butler, and then threw down a dunk. Uh, the, he hit, I think he had eight straight points in like 50 seconds, two threes, and then he got fouled and went to the free throw line and made both of his free throws. Encouraging stuff from Baisley offensively. Uh, he had a couple of games where he struggled, but the last two have been really good. So I'm excited to see what he looks like uh, moving forward. Are these two games just like a, a flash in the pan moment? Or are we going to see more of this out of Darius Baisley? Hopefully you see more and we continue to see this growth. Really good stuff from Baisley tonight. Interestingly enough, we, we know that Miami likes to play zone. They did a lot of zone tonight. The Thunder play man. But the Thunder matched up interestingly, playing Miami. So Miami plays Bam Adebayo essentially at the five, Kelly Olenek at the four. So since Darius Baisley starts at the four for the Thunder, you'd think he'd be matched up on Olenek. They actually put Shea over there, which was interesting, and they moved Baisley to Jimmy Butler, which was really interesting. Now, there were times when in transition stuff, they get matched up differently and, and are guarding different guys. I would have thought Shea or Baisley would have guarded Jimmy Butler Um not, not Sorry, not Shea or Baisley, Shea or Dort. Uh, but Baisley drew the assignment. And post-game, Coach Dagnall talked about how they believe that Baisley can guard multiple positions. And they want to start putting him on the, the opposing, the big scoring wings of the opposing teams more often moving forward. It sounds like they have a lot of high hopes and high aspirations for Baisley's defense. Baisley, post-game, also talked a lot about how he wants to become a really good, versatile defender and guard multiple positions. That makes Wednesday night interesting because on New Year's Eve when the Thunder played the Pelicans, Lou Dort guarded Brandon Ingram, which is a weird matchup. Brandon Ingram has like five or six inches on Lou Dort. I wonder if Wednesday in the rematch against New Orleans, if Darius Baisley will guard Brandon Ingram. That 
the size matchup makes more sense. And I think we might see it, and they might move uh, Dort over to guarding like a Alonzo Ball uh, or an Eric Bledsoe or some, someone of that nature. So interesting stuff defensively from Baisley. Offensively, I hope this trend continues. Um, so so we'll see. Next guy I want to talk about. we got to move on to my guy, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Uh, ends the night. 18 points, 4 assists, 2 rebounds, 7 of 15 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3 in 28 minutes. He got more shots up tonight, I thought, especially against a very physical Miami defense. I thought Shea drove hard to the rim and made a lot of good finishes. Some of his finishes rolled out. And his 3 ball, to me, it looks good, and they're just rattling out. I'm hoping that he can get on a stretch where he starts knocking them down. 2 of 6 tonight, 33%. Not awful. You want that number to be a little bit higher. Uh, His overall season average from three isn't that great right now. Uh, I think that will continue to come up. He made a lot of really good passes tonight to open shooters who missed the shots. Um, I mean, that happens to every player in the league. You make a pass, someone shoots it, and they miss it. Sometimes you make a pass, they shoot it, and they make it. But it feels like Shea's potential assists continue to climb. Uh, four actual assists tonight uh, and only two rebounds. So you want to see him fill the stat sheet up in a little more places. If Shea plays his 36 minutes tonight, I think he ends up something closer to like 24, 25 points, six or seven assists, four or five rebounds, which is numbers that kind of consistent with what he's been getting this season. Uh, Minus those points, we talked about how we wanted to see Shea be more aggressive shooting the ball. Well, 15 field goal attempts in 28 minutes tonight is pretty good. Uh, You do like that as far as his his shots and his field goal attempts. Lastly, tonight's all about the the three, uh, not the youngest guys on the team, but the three younger guys on the team that have a lot of upside and Shea, Bays, and then Lou Dort. Dort had 12 points, one rebound, two assists tonight. Um, but again, 12 points on eight shots, two of four from three. So Dort is continuing his hot streak from three. Coming into tonight, he was shooting 44% from the three-point line. That average ticked up just slightly as he shoots 50% from three tonight. And post-game, Coach Dagnall talked about Lou Dort and how he's not just uh, a a specialty player or a one-trick pony. Uh Coach actually mentioned how whenever Lou played with the G League early last season, his offensive game was a little more open, but when he came to the Thunder, he had way more of a defined role. Now, his role is a little more open again with veterans leaving this team and Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder and all those other guys. So Dort is getting more of a chance to continue to spread his wings offensively. As somebody who covered the G League last year and watched Lou Dort play for the Oklahoma City Blue in the Chesapeake Energy Arena, I can tell you his offensive game was much more involved with the G League because whenever he played for the G League, he was like the guy, right? He was the two-way guy, not the G League guy. He was the guy that had played with the Thunder and practiced with the Thunder. He was kind of the focal point. It was kind of the same way whenever Deontay Burton would would bounce down to the G League. Uh, He was kind of the focal point as well if Dort wasn't there. And whenever Dort played with the G League last year, and I went and watched him play multiple times and interviewed him and and saw him a lot down there, he had the ball in his hands a lot. He was shooting threes. He was consistently driving to the basket. Last year, we didn't see a whole lot of that from Dort. He cut, and he would spot up and shoot if he caught the ball. We're starting to see his offensive game uh, spread out a little bit more now. Uh, For this season, I think about 50% of Lou's shots are coming from the three-point line. 
I think with the Thunder last season, that number probably isn't the same. It's probably a higher percentage of his field goals come from three. We're seeing Lou put the ball on the floor and attack the basket and and try to finish. He's got a nice array of moves, um, and especially his body. He's able to get in there and be so physical at the rim that you really like to see that. If he can keep shooting the ball decently, making people come out and guard him, and then can attack on closeouts and can really put the ball on the floor, dribble, and get to the rim, he becomes a really scary type of offensive player, right? A lockdown defender who can hit an open three, who can put the ball in the deck and drive. I've made the comparison before. I'm going to do it again because I keep seeing it. He reminds me of a Portland-era Wes Matthews. A lot of people say Marcus Smart. I can maybe see a little bit of Marcus Smart there as well, especially the defensive aspect of him. But if you think back to Portland-era Wes Matthews, that was the team that had Robin Lopez, LaMarcus Aldridge, Nick Batum, Wes Matthews, and Damian Lillard. And Wes Matthews was a 3-and-D monster who could also drive to the rim and finish and was a kind of a bigger-body guy. That... That just screams Lou to me. And so he's been very impressive. I've been very happy uh, with him. So good stuff from Lou. The rest of the roster, not a whole hell of a lot to talk about here. I mean, Hami had nine points, three rebounds on three of three field goals, uh, which was nice, three of four from the free throw line. Hami did better at not shooting jumpers tonight and instead attacking and getting to the basket, which is exactly what you want to see from Hami. Uh, so so that's good stuff. Uh, the rest of it, though, not really a whole lot you even can dig into just because of the nature of the game. Um, you know, Justin Jackson got a lot of burn tonight because Alexei Pokushevsky, uh, or as our friend Shaquille O'Neal likes to call him, Alexei uh is out with a concussion. Uh, he banged his head on somebody's knee in practice. So he is out. Uh, Justin Jackson got some time in place of him. But the Thunder played 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. All 14 guys on the roster tonight gave, besides uh, Poku, uh, everyone who's available tonight got burn. It was just one of those games. It's one of those ones the team talked post-game. Shea, Bays, and Coach all talked about the O&O mindset. After each game, a bad loss, a big win, whatever. The next day, you're zero and zero going to the next game. Um, you gotta, you can't live game by game. You can't live play by play. You gotta put the stuff in the past and move on. Uh, Shea talked a lot about that, right? This game's over. Don't linger on it. Don't think about it. Move on and play the next one. Take your lessons, learn from it, get better from it, and move on. I love that mindset that this team has. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that and about the upcoming schedule, but first. Let's tell you about Blue Wire Hustle. So Blue Wire Hustle is a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your own podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and you just don't know where to start, Hustle, it's the perfect place for you. As part of this program, you'll receive personal cover art like we at The Uncontested have, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, and let me tell you, we have some awesome talent here at Blue Wire. Um, access to our community Discord and an e-learning course that's full of tips and tricks. Man, I wish that we had something like this whenever The Uncontested first started and we just went in blind. On top of all that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to all the big listening platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, etc. The best part of all this 
is you can get it all for 15 bucks a month. That's the same rate as any other hosting site will just charge you for the setup. $15 a month is nothing. So whether you're starting from scratch or you have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Only thing is, acceptance into the program is limited. So to get your application in today would be your best bet. To apply, you need to go to bwbluewirehustle.com slash join. Sorry. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But once again, that is bwhustle.com slash join. All right, guys, just a handful of thoughts before we get out of here. Uh, I mentioned this right before the ad read, but I love the mindset that the team, the players, and the coach have this season, which is a growth mindset. Now, I, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds and, and too like analytical here. Uh, those of you who listen to the podcast, you know that I am a teacher. Uh, I teach high school. And if you ask any educator, they can all tell you about the fixed versus growth mindset. And what that means as in, from an educator's point of view is that you always want to approach teaching your class and talking to your students um, from the growth mindset and not the fixed mindset. The fixed mindset is my abilities are what they are. I know this or I don't know this. Uh, I can't do any better. It, it's fixed. It, it's just there. Right, So if a kid is not good at math, the fixed mindset, that kid says, I'm not good at math. I'm never going to be good at math. I don't understand it. Um, it. It's just not for me. Whereas the growth mindset in education is, hey, I'm not good at math, but if I take good notes in, during the lectures, uh, if I go to tutoring, um, if I do these things and apply myself, I can grow and get better. And maybe I'm not going to be the best math student at my school. But if I can be a better math student in May than I was in August, I've done something. I've grown. We're seeing that with the Oklahoma City Thunder, right? It would be one thing for these players to come in and for Shea to say like, you know, this is the type of player I am. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not going to do much more. Or for I think Lou maybe is a better example. I'm a de- I'm a defensive minded player. I'm not going to become better offensively. Uh, this team is a losing team. It is what it is. Uh, I just have to fill my role. But they don't have that fixed mindset. Everything they preach is growth mindset. This idea of never getting too high after a win or a loss. Uh, taking lessons and moving on. Moving on from the last play, not letting it linger and going to the next play. Moving on from the last game, not letting it linger and moving on to the next game. Um, the idea of putting in the work, uh, putting in uh, the time and the sweat to become better at your craft. Lou could just say, I'm just a defender and that's all I'm going to be in the league. But he's not accepting that. He's got that growth mindset, like Coach said tonight, with a bigger opportunity, with more experience, um, by putting in more work, I can grow and become a better offensive player. That's what this franchise and I think Sam Presti is all about. And the front office and the coaching staff and the players are now all mirroring that. They have this idea of a growth mindset. We're going to take our lumps this year. And it's not about game to game or play to play, but it's about year to year as well. We know this season might not be great for the Thunder. The Thunder have good players. It's that those players don't have the burn and the experience uh, and, and the 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 just, just 
everything that that it comes with. But two to three years from now, Bays might be really, really good. Shea might be all-star level good. Lou might be all defensive team good. But they're going to keep developing themselves, right? And I love that mindset of this team. Even in a year that's so difficult with the COVID restrictions, with travel, uh, with the shortened offseason, with no summer league, none of that stuff. I mean, we would have saw Bays and Lou in summer league this year if we had it. But we didn't get it because we had such a shortened offseason. But these guys are embracing the growth mentality. And as a Thunder fan, that should excite you. That means that this team is dedicated to their craft. They're dedicated to working. And they have the belief that they're going to get better individually and as a team as they move forward. And that's all we can ask for is for them to continue to grow, to push, and to try to reach that ceiling. Right? We all have a ceiling. It's how much work do we want to put in to achieve it? We maybe make it to the attic and not the, I sound like Michael Jordan here. The roof is not the ceiling. Um, You know, we maybe make it to 80% of our ceiling, 70% of our ceiling and say, oh, this is good enough, right? We all have a ceiling and we can break through that ceiling and move even higher. It depends how much do you want to work for it? What are you willing to sacrifice? And these players seem to have the right mindset and the right work ethic and the right people surrounding them to push them to that next level. That's really encouraging stuff. I really like that. Um, As somebody who kind of deals with that idea of growth versus fixed mindset, um, I really appreciate the way the Thunder are going about all of this. Uh, With that being said, let's uh, take a real quick look at what the rest of the week has in store for us. Wednesday, the Thunder travel to New Orleans. They'll take on the Pelicans at seven in a rematch. Like I said, that one's going to be interesting. Do we get to see Bays guard Brandon Ingram? Are they going to change some stuff up? If you remember, the Thunder got blown out by the Pelicans on New Year's Eve. So it's going to be interesting to see what that rematch looks like. Uh, they then head up Friday night to play the New York Knicks. That one is going to be uh, interesting. The Knicks are playing really good. So that's going to be a fun game. Sunday night, 5 p.m. tip. The Thunder play the Brooklyn Nets, the Kevin Durantless Brooklyn Nets, as KD uh, is in the health and safety protocol uh, from contact tracing, so he will not be playing. So that's going to be uh, a little bit of a downer. You know, you kind of wanted to see this Thunder team who has no ties to Kevin Durant. The coach isn't here. None of the players are here. I don't know if any of the coaches on the coaching staff were here on the coaching staff when KD was here. I don't think they were. I mean, Dagnault was with the G League when KD was here, but I think besides that, uh, I don't think anybody on the Oklahoma City bench was here. So so a completely new team, which is really interesting. Uh, so three of them coming up. We will have post games after all three of those, save that Thunder Nets game. That game will get over about 7.30 p.m. Central Time. We will have our typical Sunday live pod at 9 p.m. So make sure you go and you subscribe to our channel on YouTube to watch us live on Sunday night. Guys, before I get out of here, I want to reiterate something that we said on our live show last night on Sunday night. One of our very close friends has lost somebody very dear to them uh, in the battle of COVID during this pandemic. Um, That loved one was at OU Med in in the COVID unit. Uh, And in asking that friend what we could do for him and his family, uh, he asked that we do something special for those nurses in the OU Med COVID unit. 
So the uncontested, we are donating our entire December check to the OU COVID nurses. And we have started a, an uncontested Venmo. So if you go to Venmo, you search at the uncontested and click on business. You can find our Venmo. If you are interested in doing something nice for those nurses working in the COVID unit at, COVID unit at OU Med, uh, please consider going and dropping a couple bucks in the Venmo. We will announce how much money we raised this coming Sunday. And instead of just giving those nurses the money or like little goodie bags, we've actually reached out to a few of them and asked them, what can we do to be impactful for you? We don't want something dumb or or uh, just run-of-the-mill or frivolous. We want something nice. We want to do something that makes an impact. And so we're waiting to hear back from those nurses. But all of that money will be very transparent with it. Uh, we are not, as Gandalf would say to, to Bilbo, I am not trying to rob you. I am trying to help you. Uh, we are trying to help these COVID nurses. We will not be like pocketing your money. All of the proceeds will be going to this this endeavor we're doing. So please, uh, if you are financially able to uh, and you are interested, we would love for you to participate with us. You can also find the link to the uncontested business GoFundMe. Or sorry, not GoFundMe, but Venmo. It's a Venmo uh, on our Twitter account. So go check that out. With that being said... Let's get out of here for tonight. Thank you guys so much for checking out the Uncontested Podcast. We appreciate the hell out of you guys, whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener. Thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts as we will be dropping episodes after each of the games this week. Drop a five-star rating while you're there. It means a lot to us. Helps the pod become more seen by other basketball fans. And that would mean a lot to us if we could grow the show. We, We would love that. Go subscribe to the Uncontested Podcast on YouTube. So you can watch us live on Sunday nights. We also drop highlight videos there so you can find those as well. You guys have a great beginning of your week. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. We will talk to you Wednesday after Thunder versus Pelicans. And until then, Thunder up. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.